and welcome to another edition of the slasher sanitarium we are talking about all of us are dead it is episode 10 meaning after this we only have two more episodes to go the episode begins with chung san's mother trying to get over the crushed car to eat him which is great anjo pulls him down and daisu grabs a pipe and attacks chung san's mother he keeps beating her with it until Chang San stops him, and then starts whooping the shit out of Daesu. He gets back up and starts attacking Chang San's mother again. Su Hyuk pulls him back, and Chang San calls out "Mom," which is when everybody realizes why he's acting this way. The struggle has called all of the other zombies towards them, and the team takes off. But Chang San, Anjo, Namra, and Su Hyuk are still on the ground so they've been split up for now. The four of them start to run, and Namra stops when Thunder hits to hold her head. Anjo pulls Chang San away, while Su Hyuk helps Namra. Chang San remembers his mother from when she was alive. The group all get back together again as the zombies continue to chase them. I will continue to sing the praises of the show on how they handle these sorts of moments where it's not glamorous, it's not people acting in like the perfect way. It's literally showing grief and how different people react to it. First, we had Chang San sort of like freeze when he saw his mother, and like he almost didn't want to believe it. And then obviously, once once Daesu starts attacking, he still thinks of it as his mother. And attacks him back. Now, Daisu seems like the kind of guy who understands that, like, Shang Sun didn't really want to beat the shit out of him and didn't really mean to. It was more kind of a grief stricken moment for him. And obviously, you know, these sort of deaths continue to ring throughout the entire season, too, which we'll get more into, I'm sure, in this one. Back with the archery group, and Jun Sung is crying and thanking them for bringing him with. Mi Jin tells him to be quiet, and then she asks him out on a date, and he says no. So she responds with, screw you. However, he sees a few zombies running past. Or are they zombies? I still don't quite understand the relationship between Mi Jin and Jung Sung. But there's something there, and there's been a couple of times that they've sort of like made passes at each other, but almost like jokingly i don't know it's it's interesting but it's weird back with our rooftop gang and hyo rung trips and falls jimin stops by her but when she sees the zombies coming she proceeds to turn and run away from her friend leaving her to die just as the zombie is about to grab to grab her 
Wu Shin runs up and he straight up shoulder tackles the zombie down. He grabs Hyo Rung and right before the zombie can get back up to start chasing him, he's taken out by an arrow. However, he shoots another arrow as our two groups finally meet back up. Or for most of them, meet up for the first time. Wu Jin stares in disbelief over his sister being alive as she starts to clear the way of zombies. Ji Min runs through a clearing and is surrounded then by more zombies. She runs and falls into a small pool of water as the zombies continue to try to take her out as she is just barely out of their reach. We've been waiting for a while for Hari and Wu Jin to get back together. I hope that this lasts more than 10 seconds or whatever it's going to be, but I feel like this this has been so earned between these two because obviously they've talked about each other so much through the series, and I believe that they're the only brother and sister that are still trying to get back together. I think everyone else is, like, the, the only other reunion we're really waiting for is the father-daughter reunion between uh, Soju and Anjo. So this was cool. I've been hoping that we'd get to this point, and it was great to see the two of them interact. Speaking of interacting, Wu Jin asks what Harvey is doing there, but she says they have no time to talk. Our gang make it to the gymnasium. Namra stops, and Suhyuk asks what's wrong, and Namra says, run. Lightning cracks, and we see that the gym is overrun with zombies. Most of the group run off in one direction, except for Minjai, our other archer. He runs in a completely different direction. We cut over, and Mijin is still uh, pulling Jung Sung around despite his pleas for her to leave him. Min Jae runs into a room with glass doors and holds them shut against the zombies, and Jun Sung pulls off his restraints and allows himself to fall to the floor. Zombies rush up and start to eat him as Mi Jin screams for him. This, of course, allows the others time to get away, and they lock themselves into a closet. Minjay then runs outside and is chased by zombies. So in all that, we have Minjay outside, running for his life, Ji Min outside, running for her life, and Jun Sun getting eaten by zombies. Not the best uh, way of getting to the gymnasium, as we are literally down three people. So we have ten survivors left, all in the closet of the gym. And if Min Jae can survive, we'll have an eleventh. I guess Ji Min would also make twelve. So we still have twelve possible people, but we have ten confirmed alive and safe right now. The team get a moment to collect themselves, and Mi Jin starts to cry. Hari grabs her brother's hand, and they share a moment. Everyone is pretty exhausted and emotionally drained. And Su walks over to Chang San to apologize. Chang San collapses on the ground, and Anjo confronts him as he breaks down crying. Again, here's just another awesome example of what you don't typically see in a lot of shows. And I'm talking about like all shows. Death is often treated as something that like is impactful in the scene, and then is sort of instantly forgotten so that we can keep going with the action. But these guys continue to get these opportunities where they take little breathers, 
and then everything comes rushing back to them as like their adrenaline wears off and it's like oh yeah that's right a lot of people are dead not all of us yet but most of us are dead and you've got the the deaths on the show continue to be impactful to people and they continue to build characters mi jin who's been shown to be like this tough chick and continues to kind of uh you know she was putting the guy down the entire time straight up bawling her eyes out because she couldn't save him and because he sacrificed himself so that they could get away like that's great character building where it's like i'm sure that she's going to probably put that tough exterior back up again but here is somebody who now is allowing herself to look a little vulnerable and hari has continued to been shown as sort of like aloof and not really caring about anything and she gets this great little moment with her brother Wu Jin where they hold hands and it's like we're okay but we can't be too excited about it because one we're trapped in a closet and two we literally have somebody crying right now because they just lost somebody that I guess they considered to be a friend we cut to a somehow still alive Jimin trying to stay alive. She proceeds to get knocked down to the ground, and then we go back to the gym to see all the zombies eating John Sung. Jimin calls out for her mommy, and then she proceeds to get bit. Min Jae keeps running. He's still alive somehow. At least he's a little bit more able to take care of himself. He does still have his bow and arrows, so. Jimin gets up there from the ground. She is fully zombified, and the army are watching Byung Chan's video, so we get like a little bit of voiceover from him, but he essentially says, like, you can't create a vaccine for this thing because the virus continues to mutate, and it mutates so fast that you can't lock it down, and you can't eliminate it without just slaughtering anybody that's infected. And he says this while Xi Min is changing, and we see that she's got like some, like almost like boils on her face or something happening to her that we don't typically see from the zombies. And the fact that she changed so fast, it's like, okay, is this like the virus mutating a little bit or, you know, or, or what is it? And if, if obviously he did create this sort of like perfect, perfect killing machine, this virus, and we do see it mutating so fast because it's only been a couple of days. Like, that's not good news. The scientists at the, I want to say it's the CDC, but it's not. But it's the Korean equivalent of that. I, they, they have an acronym for it. I didn't write it down. I forgot what it was. But um, the scientists for them are working on creating the same virus. Because if they can replicate it based on what Byung Chan says in the videos, then it's pretty much like, okay, he's telling the truth. And we can not only continue to test it, which we've already come up dry on trying to find a vaccine for it, but we can sort of put that to bed if we can uh, create the virus again and be like, okay, we created it based on what he said, so that means he's probably right about the fact that we can't destroy it. Martial law is being extended to quell this outbreak, and they are already sort of sowing the seeds that they're willing to call Hyosan a total loss to stop this from spreading. The military leader, Sian Mu, says that even though they have stopped the rescue operation, they will attempt to save people again. 
But if the zombies break the quarantine line, they will probably have to abandon Hyosan. The party leader, that's what he's called, walks up to the assemblywoman, and he hands her a resignation letter. It's not his, though. It's hers. He's went through the trouble of typing her up her resignation letter, and says that something very bad is about to happen in Hyosan. And that, of course, is her district. But he says if she resigns, then she will be safe from any fallout and any negative political action. This will protect her political career, and she is seen sort of contemplating it. Unhe says that they have failed Hyosan. He tells her to sign it, and then hand it to whoever is in charge in this place, and then he just straight fucks off. One of the assemblywoman's aides sees that he was there, and he calls out to Yanhe, like, hey, we're getting saved now, right? That, that's the party leader. I got bad news for you, buddy. You're not going anywhere. Soju continues to make his way to the school, and he breaks into a store, and he grabs spools of ribbon. Odd, but I'm interested to see what he's going to do with those ribbons. In the morning, our remaining survivors all wake up. Anjo is sleeping on Shang San's shoulder, while it looked like Jun Young and Wu Jin were sleeping like big spoon, little spoon together. Anjo wakes up and they share a look at each other as it looks like Shan Song hasn't slept at all. He says that he thought about it all night. How does he go on living and what does he do now? Anjo says they should talk about this later. After they are out of here, after they get some food, after shower. She says they have a lot to talk about. But she makes him promise not to give up. And Shang San agrees. We cut to the forest and now we see exactly what Soju was grabbing the ribbon for. He's been tying it along the trees so that he can find his way back to the city. Soju then slips and falls down a hill. He proceeds to land Butterside right up into a tree, and he drops his flashlight. Soju gets back up and keeps going, so internal bleeding be damned, I guess. Namra tells the group that the smell is stronger. Desu, of course, sniffs his armpits, but Namra says that he th she thinks that all the zombies are coming this way. Shang Sun says that they are all tra trapped here, and there is no way out. Hyo Rung asks him, just don't say that, okay? Daesu gets up and asks Ha Ri if she failed the preliminaries. She says no, she did really well. Ujin asks why she came to school then, because if she did good at the preliminaries, she'd be at nationals right now. Meijin asks if Ujin is the brother, and he says it is. And she says that Hari got a perfect score and made it to nationals. And she just goes along with this lie. Mijin says that she jumped out of the bus to go find him. Wujin asks who Minji is and why she keeps talking for her. And Hari says, she is my friend. Mijin blows this off, but I'm sure that's got to be pretty huge for her. Not only because she's sort of crushing after this chick, but also the fact that I don't think many people have called Mishin their friend. He tells her that he... Oh, sorry. Uh, Desu stands before them and actually spooks Wujin. He tells Hari he thinks she is the perfect girl. He tells her that he watches her while she trains, and has gone to every one of her matches. He's even caught himself chanting Copper Beauty a few times, and he really likes her. Wujin tries to cover Hari's ears, 
and everyone stares at him. Mishin proceeds to laugh and says, cool. Hari says that Daisu calls Wujin brother-in-law. And Hari holds out her hand so that Daisu can pick her up. She says, so you're good with dying then? And he looks at her confused, so then she smacks him in the gut and then chops him in the neck. She says she's pissed and needed something to hit. He runs from her and she says, come here, dear husband. She starts to throw volleyballs at him as he tells her, he really cares, what are you doing? Wujin says that Daesu needs a good beating. Su Hyuk notices that there are a bunch of cages with wheels on them that the balls are being held in, and he starts to formulate a plan. It makes total sense that she probably wouldn't be too happy about the fact that this guy who is now professing his love for her has been making jokes this entire time about the fact that they are like married and Wushin is his brother-in-law because he's with her. Yeah, it makes a little sense. It's a, it's a little creepy for him to do those kind of things. And I like the fact that they didn't just have her be like, oh, I love you, and be good with it. Like, no, no, the, things don't work like that. Guinam climbs back up onto the rooftop. Su Hyuk then tests how strong the cages are and forms a plan. He wants to create a moving cage around the group that they can escape with. Everyone jumps into action and they tie a bunch of cages together. Mi Jin says that they should flip them over and close the lids so that they have a roof, but Su Hyuk says that they would be too short then and they would all have to be crawling. But she tells him that zombies can climb over the walls. Jun Young says they need to stand up and walk, and he says they'll be plenty tall and keep the zombies out. He tells her if she doesn't like the plan, she can make her own. Mi Jin pushes Jun Young, and he calls her a shithead. Su Hyuk says they are all together, going together anyways, so why fight? He says they have lost too many people already. Jun Young says they should just split up then. Namra gets pissed at this little bickering and says that they will vote on it. They all vote, of course, to stay together. None of them vote to split up. And then the next vote that they have, other than voting for the chance to vote, is to have it be a taller but open structure or have to be a shorter and an enclosed structure. There are five votes for making it high and four votes for the cage. Namra says, or Namra doesn't vote, so Mijin tells her that she could tie the vote, but she says they need to make him higher. Jun Young says he will walk up front and take any blame if the plan goes to shit. I would probably side with having something over my head, so that way that the zombies don't just, like, pull you up from there, but, eh. The military doctor explains that everything Byung-Chana says is true. They cannot save anyone, and he points out that the sergeant is dead, medically. But Anji is a little harder to explain. A soldier arrives and says that the zombies have broken through and are now spreading into Yangdong. The people there have not been evacuated, because why would you evacuate the neighboring towns too? Uh, so they're all getting got. He sends all the reserves he has to get everybody out safely. Chang San looks through some equipment and finds an expired chocolate bar. Daesu has them all take a tiny bite of it. None of them take tiny little bites. Mi Jin doesn't eat a bite, and neither does Nam Ra. Daesu watches as everyone else takes a bite. 
and he's worried that he's not going to get any. But Hari doesn't take her bite, so Desu eats the rest of it and is told that Jun Young didn't get any. And he apologizes and said, I'm sorry, I thought I was lost. I was last. So then they all get suited up in some makeshift armor, which is formed out of sports pads and equipment. Chong San helps Anjo get suited up with arm pads, and she asks if he hates her, and he tells her that he never has, and that's the weird thing. Jun Young says they are, that it's time to go. Anjo and Chang San agree to stay next to each other, and Hyo Rung says that she is scared, so Namra takes her hand. Jun Young says that the zombies are not smart enough for this plan. He busts open the door, and they circle the wagons to create a barrier around themselves. The zombies all then run up to the walls. While our crew attempt to push the barricade, the zombies do in fact start to try to climb over. So Mijin was hella correct. Hari starts shooting arrows at, at them, and everyone tries to fight them off. They're not able to push this barricade because of so much force being pushed the other way towards them. And Hyorung gets grabbed by a zombie, but the others pull her back. Anjo then gets tripped by one of them and almost gets dragged under the structure, but Namra helps her up. We go back to the school, and Guinam opens a window in the classroom, and seems to be able to tell something is going down to the gym, so he leaps out the window. One of the zombies grabs Mijin and starts pulling her up, but Jun Young pushes the zombie back with his hand. Since he's essentially pie-facing this zombie, it bites him in the hand. Chang San kills the zombie, but the damage is done. Mishin goes to help him, and Jun Young admits that he said he was going to take responsibility. So he jumps over the barricade and starts pulling zombies off of the cage so that they have a better chance of pushing it. More of them bite him as he pushes the barricade, while everyone else starts to watch at first, and then they jump into action and start to push the cage as well. Jun Young screams, make it home, and he finally goes down after getting about 30 different bites. The remaining crew push the barricade closer to the back door, and Mi Jin looks back to see Jun Young turn. Chang San stops before hitting the zombified Jun Young. The military then meet with a virus expert. He shows them a map of all the zombie cells around Hyosan. Since they are running out of food, they are moving outward to expand their territory, and he believes that in one week they will expand to every neighboring city. And then Seoul, South Korea, will fall next. Anji pulls off her restraints, breathes on the window to fog it up, and she writes, I'm hungry, on the window. The military agree to come up with a tactic to bomb Hyosan. They say that Hyosan will fall, but Korea will remain. Don't think about the innocent people that will die. Think about the innocent people that will live because of this. We cut back, and Soju finally arrives at the school grounds. He walks through a construction site and gets attacked by zombies and hard hats. The crew make it to the back door but find that it is locked from the outside. Soju winds up getting up limping and makes his way towards the school. Everyone is close to being overrun in the gym and things start to look dire as Gui Nam arrives at the front entrance of the gym. Su Hyuk realizes that Namra is close to getting taken out even though I don't think that that would really have hurt her that bad, because she's a half-bee, and Guinam apparently can't die, so I think she'd be fine, but he runs over to help her. Anjo slams the back door, 
which causes more zombies outside to start hearing it and make their way towards them. Guinam is shown making it to the gym and he walks inside. Anjo then rushes one more time towards the door to shoulder it open, but the door opens by itself and Soju is standing there. And they embrace each other as the episode ends. Ah, we finally got one more reunion. So, this was not a good plan, by any means. And it showed, because they wound up losing one of their people. So, it's good that, you know, there are some things that will occur uh, that aren't always... <laughs> the best like so far a lot of their plans have sort of gone awry and they've lost a lot of people based on poor decision making but they're teens they're high school students like they're not supposed to be these like super know-it-all like everything we plan to do works out just fine so it makes sense that there's casualties along the way that some of them feel bad about the decisions that they made that have led to death it's great to see these sort of things happen to them. It's not great in a sense like I'm losing characters that I like or character deaths are impacting people I like, but it is still very interesting. Uh, Jun Young, obviously, with him being friends with Daesu and Wu Jin, you know, that's going to hit him hard. This whole fight with him and Mi Jin, somebody who he's never met before, sort of showed that he can be a little bit of an asshole. But at the end, he did the right thing. He tried to save them once he realized that, like, he's gone. So, it's another, like, quick turnaround of a death that kind of impacted Mi Jin. And so I'm not sure if that, if this one really hits as hard as the last one does. But it still, obviously, is going to, to affect her to an extent. And it's going to make some people maybe look at her a little bit differently. So, all in all, a very good episode, and like I said, we've got two more episodes to go, and I am incredibly happy to finish this one out, because we do have a second season coming, so that should be starting to film pretty soon, and I would assume it's probably going to come out sometime next year, but uh, I'll be here when it does. But with that, I think that's going to do it for this episode. Thank you for listening, and I will see you on the next one. Bye-bye.